The American dream is one of opportunity that allows for aspirations to be achieved through hard work and commitment. Today, we are taking a look at how that American dream was fulfilled by humble Greek immigrants in Birmingham, Alabama. Meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast. We are so excited to spend some time with you. And we want to increase the table, right? Yes. Metaphorically speaking. So if you are enjoying this podcast, would you tell a friend, text them right now, send them a message through Instagram, Facebook, email them. Send them a link. Yeah. Just let them know, hey, I love this podcast. I listen every week. I think you'd like it too. Easy as that. That's how I usually find podcasts. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have a ton of podcasts I listen to regularly, but the ones I love the most were mentioned and recommended by a friend that knows me. Yep. So, all right. We have uncovered something new to us. Sometimes we like to think of ourselves as uh, lifelong learners, right? That's right. And so we learned a little bit about the Greek influence in Birmingham on our recent trip there. So this was something that was brought up even as far back as episode, or excuse me, season three, when we had um, some songwriters on and some guys that were from Birmingham. They are regularly down here and just mentioned there's a lot of Greek restaurants and Greek influence and the immigrations there had, you know, a footprint that they've left. So maybe dig into that. So we did. And here we are. So, yeah, I always find immigration stories interesting on how people, groups land in certain places. Right. And so, yeah, with Birmingham being a super fast growing city early on. Right. After the Civil War. Yep. There was a lot of immigrants that came. And so I want to just read something. Okay. Here from a book that is particularly about one restaurant we'll mention later. Okay. But um, so the early influx of labor into the Birmingham area consisted primarily of former plantation workers looking for work. But the character of the faces and the names on the work rolls were rapidly changing. Immigrants from Europe saw the promise of a better life in the new world, and they began leaving their homelands for the economic opportunities that abounded in America. So after a war with Turkey had ended, I'm kind of paraphrasing here now, and the defeat of the Greek forces in 1897, there was a large number of Greek men who needed new opportunities. Correct. And so that kind of led to a huge influx of Greek immigrants into Ellis Island. Correct. And then since Birmingham, just with that timing, Birmingham being a very up and coming place to do work, particularly if you were willing to work in the steel mills and coal mines. Yes. 
that was a place where a lot of them came. And apparently, they quickly found that they were actually better not working particularly in the steel mines, but serving food to those who were the workers. Exactly. Yes. Get back into your gift stream, right? Yeah. So, if you... Yeah, if you've got this in your back pocket, you came from a place where I don't even think some of these restauranteurs were um, cooks or chefs themselves. Per se, but they knew what good hospitality was and they knew the need. Somebody needs a cold drink and a hot meal. Exactly. After a hard day's work. Yeah, yeah. So enter these smart Greek restaurateurs. Yes, and so there are families that are still today running restaurants with a Greek influence here in the city of Birmingham and we actually have a link to an article that we're going to share with you that if if this topic interests you it was from Birmingham magazine but it's a dive into Birmingham's Greek restaurant family tree and it's quite lengthy um but if you want to know more about the particular families the particular areas of greece they came from yeah how they intermarried all of that you'll love this article yeah yeah so should we talk about a couple of the places that we got to go we actually went let's do all right so as soon as we rolled into town i mean i'm I'm not even kidding. We didn't even have a restroom break from Franklin to where we went, which was Nikki's West. Yes. So it's just before we got really into Birmingham proper. And it is huge. I couldn't believe how huge it was. Cafeteria style. Very much a local hang in terms of, I felt like if you didn't know where to go to get your silverware or that you didn't know that the bread was included like you should just know these things because the people that come there come there often are so frequent yeah and we did a whole episode on meat and threes yes we did and some of the things I want to say about Nikki's West I said in that episode but I love a meat and three type place yes where you see you know steel workers and senators together eating next to each other like that's just fun to me so much intermingling yes classes and And you saw that there i felt like yeah yeah but yeah you're right meet and three meet and two yeah meet and one (laughs) maybe i don't know um but what was the what were the things that caught your eye we we saw lots of good things one thing that was interesting to me because this was our first stop but I now know from even reading more about this topic is a lot of these Greek restaurateurs didn't just open a Greek restaurant. They met the need of what the people wanted, which exactly. was hot meals, meat yep. and threes, yep. with a little Greek influence. Yes. So, uh, example at Nikki's, you had fried chicken, you had pork chops, but you also had Greek uh, salmon, yes. which is what we tried. Yeah, I was like, Greek-style salmon. wonder what that is. Oh, my goodness. It's got to be good. So good. Um, and I feel like they had one other Greek-style fish. Did they have a catfish? Uh, it was, yes, it was tilapia. They did have catfish, but it was just fried catfish. Yes. yes. So, to me, it was like they had a couple of Greek-influenced yeah. items on the menu, but it wasn't like a full-blown Greek restaurant. Right. 
Yeah. So we made our way through the line. They seat you, which is kind of funny. It is, because you would think it's like cafeteria style, you just go to an open table, but they... No, it's like they're dressing it up a little bit. Yes. And they do have a server that, you know, gets your drink. You and, and yeah. make sure you got what you need. We tried some cabbage that was delicious. We tried cornbread that was delicious. Fried green tomatoes. That was so good. Yeah. Everything looked really good. Yeah. And I would say they probably have some real staple items, but I would say there's also some seasonality of what they're putting on the board. But yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of choices. Like I was shocked at how many choices because the place is huge. Right. Um, But yet everything looked really good. Yeah. Yep. So Nikki's West has been serving Birmingham since 1957. All right. So then we went over to another Greek run restaurant that's been around for even Even longer. (laughs) Since 1907, the Bright Star Restaurant in Bessemer, Alabama has been serving guests there And we got to sit down actually and talk to some of the key staff there. So we're going to be sharing a little bit of that later. But that was such a fun experience. What a cool spot. And it's, it really does feel like different restaurants as you walk through it. There's the main part that's the original. Yeah. The 1907 restaurant. I think they even still call it. That's the 1907. Yes. Yes. And then the the other sort of they're not even i'm not going to say side rooms because that's that does it just it's quite large too 330 is that what she yes, said that they can say 330 massive restaurant and in addition to the dining rooms they have those fun private rooms oh yeah the nick saban room the bear bryant room yeah. and you can reserve a room like that if you want to but it's like old school restaurants that used to have the little small yes um side rooms yeah private rooms. Like where you would feel you, like the family the boys dinner. club would be yes. or yeah like just yeah it was very very cool yeah. very old school So the Bright Star has stayed in the family, in this particular Greek family for so many, you know, this whole time. And we got to sit down with Stacy Craig, who is the niece of the two men who've been running it for decades. Yes. Her mother is the sister of these two men who have been running it for decades. One of them passed away not too long ago. Mm -hmm. So she still has one uncle with his hands kind of in the business, but she's kind of next generation of running the show. Yeah, yeah. And so we got to sit down with Stacy and then a very long time employee, Sonia Twitty. She was precious. So precious. So full of good stories. Was, I was so glad she was around. I didn't know that she'd get to join us. So I, I was know. glad she did. And we even met a few other uh, people who had been employees for 30 years. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's just so awesome to I asked, see. I asked one Brenda if this was her section that we were passing by. She said, oh, no, I'm over on the other side when they decided to make a non-smoking section, which what year would that have been in years <laughs> ago? I just decided to stay. So that's been her, yeah, section, her section ever since. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to sample some delicious food, hear stories. And without further ado, let's just cut to some of those stories. Taking a step back, the the one of the partners in the till 1968, his name was Gus Saris, and he was the chef, and he okay. came up with the original recipes okay. for a great style snapper, 
Greek steak. Um, I'm not, a lot of the recipes a lot of we the, still use We still today. use wow. came from him. Okay. Wow. But my grandfather and my uncle were mostly running the front of the house. Okay. And then, and then Jimmy and Nikki, my uncles, never really were chefs. So Nikki goes back there and can do anything, but yeah. he doesn't specialize in cooking. Sure. Okay, you sure. Know. Yeah. But he can run a dishwasher. He specializes he can, in people. He specializes in people. Right. Yeah. Yes. And but they found recipes that worked. And yeah, yeah. People yeah. liked, and they they stuck with that. They stuck mm-hmm. with what they knew worked mm-hmm. and what people wanted. That's right. Yeah. Which is good. What we call Southern comfort food. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Now you mentioned this to us, but I wanted our listeners to hear. This is almost like two different restaurants mm-hmm. in lunch versus dinner. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it's. Lunch is classic meat and three yeah. and evolves from, that's what people ate yes. <laughs> traditionally yes. back in the, gosh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And, yeah. Um, so that's, and it's a very, we've kept the same. It's still my favorite. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> vegetables. Yeah. And selected meats. Yeah. A lot of snapper, uh, you said. A lot of snapper. Yeah. Our, our, what we're, our calling card is our fresh snapper. Okay. We're one of the few restaurants in Birmingham that, brings in fresh snapper and given our size we're bringing in twice a week and hand cut it on premises so we have fresher fish fresher snapper than most restaurants in the gulf of mexico would you say sonia yes that's amazing they bring it up from the gulf depending on volume you know two to three times a week Mm -hmm. and it comes in you get these whole big beautiful red snappers Mm -hmm. wow and we have what we call our fish processing room and carl has been processing our fish for 40 years Mm -hmm. wow and he can take that fish and he cuts it up and it's never frozen so it's yeah. always fresh and you can tell it. it makes a difference it makes it a, a huge, huge difference, difference. Yeah. wow talk to me about snapper throats that's not something i'm familiar yeah. with that's but what, even just that's before snapper we even throats. sat down yeah. with having, you yeah. that's what you're having well, okay. Okay. yeah okay. i knew that that would be a signature dish okay. yes the snapper throats is a very interesting dish because not a lot of places you can go has snapper throats or have ever heard of snapper right. throats. As Stacy was saying, you know, her grandparents, they worked here during the Depression. Okay, yeah. And a lot of times they said they would work 24 hours a day. Whew. They were yeah. just at one time, at, like in the 20s, 24, 24 hours. hours. Just to bring in enough. So they was wow. from the era that you used every part everything. of everything. You didn't You're waste right. anything. So when they got the fresh fish in, mm-hmm. um, Gus Saris, Mm-hmm figured out that that meat was still white meat. It was juicy. It was delicious. So he learned to cut the snapper throat, which Mm -hmm. is not an actual throat. It's just near the throat area. But it's all white meat. It's juicy. And a lot of people say it's the very best part of the fish. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and he developed how to take that, and you can broil them Greek style, which is delicious. Um, or fry them up, and they just became a staple mm-hmm. at the okay. Bright Star. Definitely one more a thing, signature dish. Yes, okay. that shows their commitment to use everything mm-hmm. and not to waste. Yeah, yeah. And true, That's we also use fish, and then out we have the fish. <laughs> I'm gonna call them fish. The remaining fish of the. Well, they trimmings. take once they fillet the fish, they get the snapper throats out, and then they have use it for gumbo too. They use sure. the fish for, for gumbo. Yeah. Seafood Always gumbo. parts of the fish you cannot fillet. Yeah, yeah. and certain sure. parts that you can't use, mm-hmm. and they will. That's what they use. They steam mm-hmm. it, put it into okay. our gumbo. Yeah. So nothing on Don't, that fish yeah, goes, nothing to, goes waste. to waste. Yeah. 
So would be gumbo. Gumbo would be in the dinner menu, or you can get lunch it menu. lunch or dinner. Okay. okay. All right. You can get it by the cup, by the bowl, half gallon, gallon. Oh. And what makes something Greek style? Like, what's the Greek style is if familiar with the Mediterranean mm-hmm. type diet. Mm-hmm. Olive oil, primarily cooking things in olive oil. Yeah. Lemons. Salt, pepper, lemons. lemon, okay. uh, garlic, okay. oregano. And every, like for instance, that's what's the Greek style yeah. snapper. That's how okay. it's prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so good. And the tenderloin so is is the same way. It's marinated. Yeah. Has a little Worcestershire sauce in it, I think. Um, the mm-hmm. marinade yeah, but does, but it's too. good. Yeah. yeah, but it's great. It's olive oil based. Okay, very healthy. Yeah, very healthy. So that's uh, anything. I always say it's olive oil, salt, pepper, lemon, lemon yeah. juice, yeah. Uh, oregano. Uh, a garlic, a lot okay. of garlic. Okay, good for you too. Good for you too. And then dinner is more um, steak, steak, steak and seafood. seafood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, upscale. And that's dining. just evolved. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I think that was that way. You can look at some old menus from the fifties and see they they've always they always emphasized fish and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. well, fresh. Fresh hand cut steaks, which yeah, we, yeah. we still cut our own steaks. That's right. In fact, the Alabama Cattlemen's Association mm-hmm. says it's the best steak in Alabama. So that now, says now we're talking. Now yeah. you're talking. Yeah, yeah. that's the, a good stamp. The Greek tenderloin is our most popular steak. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way that it's cut, it's a ribeye, mm-hmm. it's a split mm-hmm. top. And the way they cook it and marinate it, you literally can cut it with a fork. Yeah, it'll melt in your mouth. It melts in your mouth. You don't even need a knife. You guys are just washing forks back (laughs) (laughs) then. That's amazing. I've almost been stabbed a couple times reaching for a plate and there's a little piece of steak left on it. Yeah, oh yeah, so and the funny. marinade's good. A lot of people love to use the bread and oh, marinade yeah. and all that. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know you're in the south. You got to sop up. All I sop all right. stuff. That's right. We don't let anything stay on the plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a James Beard American mm-hmm. Classic Award. Mm-hmm. That's 2010. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That was a very big deal. My mom and Jimmy, Nikki, and I went. You got to go to New York City. Take that home. First and only time I've been on a red carpet. It was pretty cool. Wow. So so cool. Was it a surprise? Did you, like, how do they lead up to... Oh, they just called. They called and said, this is so-and-so. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Susan, somebody from the James Beard Foundation. Foundation. Mm -hmm. And I think I took the call and I... I said, oh, I didn't really know the significance of it. Yeah. And we're yeah. here to tell you, you know, you've been nominated. You've won this, well, you've, no, no, you've won this award as American wow. Classic. And then we did our research and realized oh it was something goodness. to get excited about. Yeah. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. If you remember, your family was sitting in BB1 and 2. And I answered the phone to start with. And I was like, hmm. So I came back there and told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And you said, well, I'll talk to them. And that's when she found out, you know. Bad memory in me, yeah. Yeah. And, That's good. And then your, your mom was like, oh, my goodness. Is that for real? Is that for real? Yeah, because you're always like skeptical. Are they wanting a donation? Exactly. Yes. Are they wanting us to buy something, a donation? And, yeah. I'll never forget the look on Jimmy and Nikki's face. Oh. And Miss Helen's also when yeah. they found out that they had won oh. and they were going to New York. Jimmy was, I remember he called us all into a meeting and was just like if it was not for the wonderful staff, wow! That we ha- we could never have made this honor, and he was mm-hmm. just extremely emotional mm-hmm. and thankful and wow. grateful, and you know mm-hmm. he was just very. That was one of the greatest things in his life. 
Absolutely. Well, a recognition that right of, there tells yeah, me of, why the doors are still work. open. Because yeah. he, he worked, he started working full time here in 1960, and he worked wow. until he passed away. Wow. So, and so it was like a lifetime, almost like a lifetime achievement, achievement. award. For sure. both he mm-hmm. and Nikki, too. I think it coming from humble roots, mm-hmm. you know, because my grandparents had nothing. Yeah. And they went through the Depression. Your parents, it's not just unique to them, but mm-hmm. the Depression was really a defining. And coming from Greece where they, there was just no opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be farmers and raise mm-hmm. goats. Mm-hmm. But, and I have a lot of respect for that generation, particularly the, wi- the women mm-hmm. of that generation, because yeah. mm-hmm. both my father's side of the family is Greek too. But, mm-hmm. you know, my mother, my grandmother left her home when she was 12 and didn't see her mother for 30 years. Wow. She left with her father. Yeah. So then yeah. she worked as an au pair. Anyway, well, and I just think about that. Gosh, yeah. what she did that so I could have this life. Right. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. really suffered for that. I mean, she was, she had wow. some, uh, you know, she, she missed her mom. And I know she, when she got older, she had some, some issues, emotional issues, you know, yeah. and, and all those, yeah. a lot of those women did. So yeah. it really touches my heart um, a lot. You yes. Know? Big sacrifice. So, yeah, big sacrifice, but wow. they're dire. I mean, and this was yeah. back when the communists after World War II, actually, yeah, actually before World War II, but this is just, they just didn't have anything. Right. Was there even and a choice? There wasn't even a choice, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's mm. a lot of. Uh, so much respect, and uh, and I appreciate anybody like any immigrant because I know I'm close enough mm-hmm. to it sure. Yeah. Sure. to totally respect. Yep. Meeting that American dream, it does take hard work yes. and commitment, and it's just not easy. But I love hearing immigration stories, and the truth is, most of us came from immigrant families exactly yeah that are here it was really cool to get to hear about that one particular family and how thank you bright star for having us yes for how they've kept that going through the generations so we hope you all enjoyed hearing at our table about the bright star and i just invite you if you find yourself driving through bessemer or on your way from birmingham to tuscaloosa make a stop at the table of the bright star yes. it will be a really fun experience culinary wise and just history wise so true at this american classic restaurant so good so good and if you are in our patreon community if you're a patron with us and a supporter of this podcast we are going to be giving you access to that full interview through this month's exclusive content and i'm telling you they shared stories that were hilarious there were pranks <laughs> that jimmy uncle jimmy pulled and just stories that were really fun to pull out of the little vault of their memories. And I will say this, if you are a lover of Greek food, so we've been discussing restaurants even that are American or traditional in style that are influenced by Greek ownership, but I'm talking about just Greek food in general, that Mediterranean diet. There are restaurants that also have come out of Birmingham that are chains that may be in a neighborhood near you. So I'm talking about Zoe's Kitchen and Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe. Those are both out of Birmingham and could very well be accessible in your neighborhood. I personally love the lemon chicken soup that Tzatziki's makes. It is one of the most healing soups. It's my go-to anytime I'm feeling bad 
or anytime I'm taking soup to someone that isn't feeling well. I love the brothiness and just the lemon is so healing. So can't say enough about how good Greek food is for us. I hope you guys have a great week. Lainey, peace be with you. And also with y'all.